We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, Senior Pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. The title of the message today is, Jesus, What a Name. There's no more important word in the English language than your name. The sound of your name has a ring to it that you like to hear over and over. Successful Salespeople have learned to use your name in selling their products. And it can be very aggravating at times when you hear people who don't know you calling you by your first name. Even though you love your first name, but um, in terms of um, my background, uh, you don't call someone by their first name without getting their permission first. The names that are applauded Today will be largely forgotten tomorrow. Every time I go to the cemetery, that silent city of the dead, I'm reminded of the temperiness of human life. I'm reminded that prince and pauper, rich and poor, the famous and the infamous, alike are buried there and they have one thing in common, that their names will be no more, at least in life. But there's one exception. Over 2,000 years ago, a man stepped out on the scene of time to break 400 years of silence from heaven. And suddenly, out yonder in a barn in Bethlehem, the city, the cry of a baby pierced the night, and heaven's a cappella choir stood on the balcony of glory and sang, Glory to God in the highest, peace on earth, goodwill toward men. And yonder in the satanic underworld came a cry, a cry from Satan himself as he recognized that the champion of champions had been born and no longer would he dominate the lives of men and women and boys and girls, that his strength was weakened and that Jesus Christ would ultimately defeat him on the cross of Calvary and also by his resurrection. Yes, there was a name that the world waited to hear. Other names had come and gone and had left nothing but spiritual darkness in their wake. Men had heard of Moses and Daniel and David and Jonah and Jeremiah, whose names hold their place in faith's 
Hall of Fame. But they could not remove the burden of sin. They could not exchange guilt for grace. They could not straighten a crooked life or bring happiness to a broken heart. Just when it seemed that humanity's hurt, pain, and loneliness would never go away, God ushered his son on the stage of time to enact the drama of the ages. And in this message, I want to make just two simple points about Jesus. The first is that Jesus had a predetermined name. He had a predetermined name. You see, when Mary and Joseph were given the pleasant task of naming their firstborn, they did not have to look through a book of names or consult uh, their uh, grandparents and other relatives because an angel from heaven told Joseph in Matthew 1 and verse 21, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And then Luke chapter 2 and verse 21, on the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise him, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he had been conceived. So the name Jesus was divinely decreed, settled in heaven from all eternity. So why was heaven so particular about the name Jesus? Because God determined that the name Jesus would be the only key to unlock the infinite resources of divine grace. Only that name would allow us to obtain mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Nothing is released by heaven except on the authority of that name. Take that name to heaven's bank and no matter how great your need, it is supplied. Listen to what Jesus told his disciples in John chapter 14, 13 and, and 14. So you can ask for anything in my name and I will do it because the work of the Son brings glory to the Father. Yes, ask anything in my name and I will do it. And then the, the Apostle Paul in uh, Philippians chapter 4 and verse 19 uh, says, And my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. See, so by the authority of that name, countless millions of spiritually poor men and women, boys and girls, have been made eternally rich. The name of Jesus cannot be duplicated because he is the pearl from paradise, the gem from glory land. He is truth's fairest jewel and time's choicest theme. Cherish his name and you'll see a rainbow in every cloud. Pray in his name and the gates of impossibility will swing open and bid you enter. Stand in his name, and the hounds of hell that dog your footsteps will bow down at your feet and lick your hands. There is power 
in that name. The cross couldn't kill it. The grave couldn't keep it. And Satan couldn't defeat it. That's why we preach Christ and him crucified. Because without him, life would be like a big jigsaw puzzle with half the pieces missing. Without him, life would be just a cruel hoax that God has played on mankind. You cannot erase his name, for if you tried, you would have to pull up all of the lilies of the valley. For the Bible says that he is the lily of the valley. Or you, have, you would have to cut down all vines because he said, I am the true vine. And you'd have to stop eating bread because he said, I am the bread of life. And you'd have to destroy all the rocks because he is the rock of ages. And you'd have to kill every choir member. And you'd have to tear up every hymn book. And you'd have to burn every Bible. And after you've done all of this, along comes some old saint. And you'd hear, there is a name I love to hear. I love to sing its worth. It sounds like music to my ear. It's the sweetest name on earth. Oh, society may try to remove his name from every building, every holiday, and even every legal document. Nations come and nations go. Regimes rise and fall. Yet the name of Jesus will march on through time as the Savior of men, King of kings, and his kingdom will not fall but expand as he heals the hurts of mankind. So Jesus is a name apart from all other names. And as Paul tells us in Philippians chapter 2 and verse, uh, verses 9 through 11, it says, Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Oh, today people treat the name of Jesus with impunity. For many it is only a swear word. But the day is coming when they will have no choice but to bow down and worship that name. Thank God most of you listening to this message already love that name. You have surrendered to that name. You worship and praise that name, which some find offensive. For, but for us as Christians, the name of Jesus is above every name and will endure forever. There is but one name recognized and acknowledged in heaven, and that name is Jesus. Thank God for all of you who can echo the words of hymn writer Lila B. Long. Jesus is the sweetest name I know, and he's just the same as his lovely name. And that's the reason why I love him so. Oh, Jesus is the sweetest name I know. So we have seen that first that Jesus had a predetermined name, and secondly, Jesus had a predetermined mission. You look at your children, 
and wonder what they will become when they grow up. If they have an aptitude for music, you wonder whether they are going to have a, a um, career in music. If they are interested in engines and machinery, you expect that maybe they'll become engineers. If they are given to much talking, you wonder whether they will become a preacher, a politician, or a lawyer. But who knows the potential of a human life? Who knows what the children in our homes, in Sunday school or junior church, in the Boston public schools will become? You see, unknown to us, God has his plan for each of them. Some will become scientists and artists and teachers and, and lawyers and politicians and engineers and great moms and dads uh, to train a new generation of great men and women. But here was one whose mission in life to the last detail was predetermined, foreordained, and foretold before his birth. The angel announced the purpose of his coming. The work he was to do was represented by the name he was given. As we already read in, in Matthew chapter 1 and verse 21, it says, She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. And then in Luke 2, 10 and 11, But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. So Jesus did not come to be a generous Santa Claus. He did not come to introduce a new economic system or a new political system or to improve the temporal conditions of life even though these have been affected significantly by him. But he came to save men and women from their sins. He came as perfect God and perfect man to handle our sin problem. No one mentioned in the Bible could do that, for all had some flaw. Adam's flaw was unbelief. Noah's flaw was too much wine. Abraham's flaw was fear for personal safety. Esau's flaw was a love of good food. Jacob's flaw was spiritual pride. Moses' flaw was impatience. David's flaw was uh, lust of the flesh. Elijah's flaw was self-pity. Peter's flaw was self-trust. And James and John's flaw was ambition. They were men whom God highly favored, yet none of them could pay the bill that was owed. None of them could suffice. You see, it took a man from another world. It took a man from outside this planet we call Earth. He made the journey from heaven to Earth, from Earth to the grave, from the grave into hell, and from hell back to Earth, and from Earth back to heaven. Jesus made the full circle, and he did not need any help to do it. When, he, when they laid him in the grave, 
the kingdom of Satan rejoiced. They sealed his, his tomb with the seal of an empire. And Satan said, I am done with him forever. But that rock on the outside was a pebble compared to the rock of ages on the inside of that tomb. Early, bright early on Sunday morning, he got up out of the grave, breaking the bonds of death with all power in his hands. Oh, the teaching of Jesus and his example were but incidental to the main purpose of his coming. Jesus told his disciples in Luke chapter 19 and verse 10, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save what was lost. The mission of Jesus was a risky mission. He came to save us from our sins, to make us heirs of God and joint heirs with himself. He came to take us out of nature's darkness into his marvelous light. He came to lift our feet out of the miry clay of sin and degradation and to set our feet on the rock of his righteousness. He came to tell us about the mansions of glory which we can share with him for all eternity. He came to let us know that if we truly believe in him, we can have our sins forgiven and we can petition heaven for whatever we need and it will be given to us. He came to tell us that we can cast all our burdens on him and he will sustain us. He came to release us from the fear of man's greatest enemy, death. And if we believe in him, he says we shall never die. Oh, Peter tells us in Acts chapter 2 and verse 21, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And later Peter tells us in Acts chapter 4 and verse 12, Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. And Paul picks this up in Romans 10 and verse 13 and says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And Paul also tells us in Romans chapter 5 and verse 8, But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. See, the name of Jesus still works like a charm. As long as there is sin in the world, as long as there is sorrow, as long as there are broken hearts and wounded spirits, as long as there are hospitals and sick beds, so long will the name of Jesus have power. His saving miracles continue in the world today in the millions of churches to be found in the cities, towns, and villages of the world. Whoever or wherever people gather today to worship, Christ throws open the doors of heaven and sends his spirit to indwell those who believe in him. Only eternity will be able to reveal the number of lives that have been blessed and inspired and encouraged because of the name of Jesus. His name stands before, beyond, and after all others. In the beginning was the name, and at the end will be the name. 
He is the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. He is the keeper of creation and the creator of all things. He always was, he always is, and he always will be. The world cannot understand him. The schools cannot explain him. Herod could not kill him. The Pharisees couldn't confuse him. The grave couldn't hold him. He is love, light, goodness, kindness, gentleness. His ways are right. His word is eternal. His will is unchanging. And amid, and, and amid all of what is going on, his mind is on us, his children. He is our savior and our redeemer. He is our master, our guide. He is our joy, our comfort, and our hope. He is our Lord. He rules our life. We serve him because his bond is love, his burden is light, and his goal for us is abundant life. Oh yes, we follow him because he is the wisdom of the wise. He is the power of the powerful, the ruler of the rulers, the king of kings, the sovereign lord of all that was, is, and is to come. His greatest desire is a relationship with us. He will never leave us, never forsake us, never mislead us, never forget us, never overlook us, and never cancel an appointment with us. You see, when we fall, he lifts us up. When we fail, he forgives us. When we are weak, he is strong. When we are lost, he is the way. When we are afraid, he is our courage. When we are hurt, he heals us. When we face problems, he comforts us. When we face needs, he provides for us. When we face death, he will be there to take us safely home. I don't know about you, but he's everything to me. I am his and he is mine. Hallelujah, what a savior. Hallelujah, what a name. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There is just something about that name. Master, Savior, Jesus. Like the fragrance after the rain. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Let all heaven and earth proclaim. Kings and kingdoms will all pass away. But there is something, yes, brothers and sisters, there is something about that name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 8 a.m. and at 1045 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith.